At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in, fine citizens. Happy, terrific Tuesday here on the Detroit City Cast. We've got the latest lines and movement and some very interesting numbers as far as the betting has gone with the AFC and NFC title games. I want to talk about an interesting scenario with the Lions. And, of course, they have a coach, but there's another coach out there now. And could the Lions be possibly missing the boat, even though it looks like this particular coach that has left his team after a long tenure is not going to be coaching in the next couple of years, possibly. We'll get into that. we got my Australian Open play of the day. And, of course, let's take a trip first to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. And we've got a couple things to discuss here on the local front before we get into the NFL action, let's talk about the Nuggets and the Pistons. And I'll be out there at LCA tonight uh, with, with some buddies. The crew's coming out for a little uh, LCA sweet action with the Pistons and Nuggets. The Joker is in town. And as I've been saying for a while now, when it comes to the Pistons, I'll give you a perfect example. Last week when they played the Warriors, I told you that I, I had given out the Pistons as a value play in a long time. And I said, without Jeremy Grant and you know, with this very young team that's trying to find their way and be built well under Troy Weaver, Troy Dreamweaver's tutelage, and of course, Dwayne Casey, who at times has been in battle as their coach. I really think he's a great coach and a good guy on a personal level. He actually helped coach my nephew's softball team, but of course, you can separate that and talk about what he's doing with the team. It's not his problem the Pistons are struggling. they got to continue to build this team. But I said to you that I just don't think there's value in, in taking the Pistons, sometimes betting against them maybe, but that Warriors line was the perfect example. 15 and a half seems like a ton. I said I did not like taking the Pistons plus 15 and a half. And I definitely wouldn't lay it on the Warriors because that line is exactly where it's supposed to be. Well, guess what? Golden State won by 16. So the line was where it was supposed to be. Exactly what I had told you. Uh, I did talk to a good friend of mine. And I, we've discussed this on the show as well. Live betting in the second half with the Pistons has definitely been a success this season. You don't want to do it all the time, but let's say Detroit's down by 20 to the Lakers or, you know, the the Warriors or whoever it is, and they're getting 25 or 26 or they're down 15 and they're getting 19. A lot of times they will cover that in the second half, in the fourth quarter, because they're just getting way too many points. And you know the NBA is just a game of runs. So in, in those scenarios, I have no problem with live betting the Pistons, and I have done that. But pregame spreads... First quarter, first half, all that kind of stuff. 
I'm just staying away from it for now. And tonight's another stay away from me as well. Of course, the Pistons just played the Nuggets a couple days ago. This is, I guess, a quasi home and home, if you will. And, you know, this was before they lost to the Kings and the Jazz uh, on that road trip. And when you look at the Pistons and what they were able to do on Sunday, or I'm sorry, before, it was after they lost to the, the Jazz and the Warriors. Uh, the Sunday game in Denver, the Pistons played really well in the first half, then were down a bunch, then came all the way back and ended up losing by six. And they were getting 12, uh, you know, pregame spread-wise. So they, they're playing this, this team again a couple days later, this time at home. Uh, the Nuggets, of course, did not play since that loss or that win for the, the Nuggets on Sunday. And Joker was incredible in that game. He had 34, 8, and 9. And nine. Cade Cunningham had 18, 8, assists and five rebounds and continues to play some really good basketball so right now you look at this spread it's nuggets minus eight minus 110 both sides money line nuggets minus 360 uh plus 275 on the comeback for the pistons and then the total 216 and a half over minus 112 and the under minus 110 the one thing i'm looking at in this game was actually a couple things i'm looking at player points I am looking at Sadiq Bey, and I'm looking at Cade Cunningham. And right now, Sadiq Bey is 14.5, over minus 127. Cunningham, 16.5, over minus 134. I think the Nuggets are probably going to win this game by a decent amount of points. Will it be eight or more? We'll see. But I do like both of them when it comes to these guys scoring enough points to cover this. And, and, and I think what you do is you put them in a parlay. Uh, or, you know, or you put them in a, in a same gamer if you wanted to. But I like these these guys separately right now. And I'm going to take them both over the points. Uh, Sadiq Bay over 14.5, minus 127 right now, Bet Rivers. And Cade Cunningham, 16.5, over minus 134. I think there is value on that. I know you're laying a little extra money. But I think in these kind of games, especially if the Nuggets are up by 15, 20 points, you're going to have Sadiq Bay and Cade Cunningham maybe combined for 40 or 50 points. I think they're both going to go over their numbers tonight at home at LCA where Cunningham has been playing some really good basketball. And obviously so is Sadiq Bay. And how about Sadiq Bay in that Warriors, or excuse me, the, the uh, win over the Kings a couple games ago, Sadiq Bay had 37-3. and three. Uh, Obviously the Warriors game was the night before that. Um... And I just think you're going to have good performances for both those kids coming up tonight. So that is the Pistons and the Nuggets line. Michigan State and Illinois. The Spartans back on the hardwood floor. And remember, Michigan State's coming off that great win against Wisconsin. I had told you that I like the Spartans plus the three. They won that game by 12. Now they play an interesting Illinois team uh, ranked in the top 25. They're number 24 right now. Illinois, 13 and 5, third in the Big Ten. Spartans lead the Big Ten, number 10 in the country. 15 and 3 uh, right now are the Spartans. And you look at Illinois, Illinois had a very interesting last five games. They won three in a row, Maryland, Nebraska, and Michigan, and they won those games comfortably. Then they lost to Purdue at home, 96-88. Then they, they lost at Maryland, it's a bad loss, uh, 81 to 65. And tonight, they're favored by four and a half at home, minus 112 against the Spartans. Spartans plus four and a half, minus 108. Illinois minus 200 on the money line. Michigan State plus 165. The total 142 over minus 108. There's been a lot of action on the under. It's minus 113 right, right now, the uh, the total at 142. 
I, I think the Spartans are a great play here. It seems like a weird spread. Illinois coming off that, that bad loss to Maryland. Michigan State coming off a good win against Wisconsin on the road. I think Illinois can win this game, but I'm not. there's no way I'm not going to take the Spartans with the four and a half points right now. I mean, you look at Michigan State, and I just think that the way this team is playing right now is un- unbelievable. They're playing some of the most consistent basketball in the country. Illinois, a very tough place to play. They need to get back on track. Went after those two losses in a row. But I think it's going to be a tight game, back and forth. Michigan State might have a lead for much of it like they did against Wisconsin. And I think Michigan State plus 4.5 is the value play tonight. All right, let's take a look at what's going on with title weekend, championship weekend in the NFL. Uh, we really have had a little movement on both these games the Chiefs right now against the Bengals, minus seven at Bat Rivers, minus 109. Bengals plus seven, minus 112. This opened six and a half. We've seen some action on the, the Chiefs to get that, that to a key number at seven. The Chiefs minus 335 right now on the money line. And the Bengals plus 285 on the comeback. Total 54 and a half, minus 110 on both sides. And how about some numbers on this game so far? So the Chiefs' money line has 87% of the money and 52% of the bets. The spread for the Chiefs, which is now up to 7, 79% of the money and 65% of the bets. And and a way to look at this, I'll give you an example. If you are a UFC fan, and all if you're not, it doesn't matter, but you probably remember the Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm, huge, biggest upset in the history of UFC at that point. At one point, Holly Holm was a 15-to-1 underdog. So there were... That 95% of the bets in that were on Holly Holm. But 95% of the money was on Ronda Rousey. Because he had to lay, you know, $17,000 to $2,000 to win a hundred, And the, the majority of the money, the high majority of the money was on Ronda Rousey. The high majority of the bets were on Holly Holm. So that's kind of how you got to look at different games, whether it's football or basketball. 87% of the money is on the Chiefs' money line. But only 52% of the bets are. So, and of course, when you have a favorite, you're going to have more money on the money line because they're you know, you've got to lay more money to win. So you got to kind of watch that. And that's why in that Holly Holm fight, there was a lot of sharp UFC people. And I, I ended up getting Holly Holm at 10 to 1 because I took it late. But there was a lot of sharp UFC people that saw, okay, all the money is on Rousey, but all the bets are on Holm. And that was a great discrepancy to see why and, and, and kind of dive into, you know, why value is such an important thing to look for. And that was one of those times where you could really see that uh, come to fruition. Uh, also, the over right now, 91% of the money is on the over in this game, 54.5 at Bet Rivers, and 82% of the bets are on the over. I don't have a, we're going to kind of delve much more into these games and look at the props and stuff as we get closer to championship weekend. But as I mentioned, my early lead right now is the Bengals plus the points. I do not have an opinion on the total. After the Bills and, and Chiefs played into the 70s last week, I mean, this game should be high scoring, but two weeks in a row in the NFL playoffs to have a total of 54 and a half and want to go on the over, I'm going to stay away from that. All the public, a lot of the Sharps are on the over right now. To me, that is stay away time. This could be a much lower scoring game than some people think out there. Now, the nightcap, the NFC West rematch, has seen some movement for sure. This line opened. There were very few two and a halfs out there, but mainly threes across the board. And then there were actually some three and a halfs when this opened up. 
The Rams now are at three and a half at Bet Rivers, minus 105. The Niners plus three and a half, minus 117. Remember, we discussed this yesterday. The fact that we have two games, or yesterday was seven and three, Chiefs minus seven, Rams minus three. We have both games on key numbers for football, three and seven. That does not happen often. And I, I mentioned, I, the Rams game is probably going to get off that three and go Rams three and a half. It did. I don't know if we're going to see Chiefs minus seven and a half. That's such, because not that I want to say seven is more important than three, but to get seven and a hook, a full touchdown, an extra point, that is a little different than obviously three and a hook. So we'll see if there's, you know, there's all this money on the Chiefs. It could go to seven and a half and get to lay a little extra money on the Bengals, even though that, that hook is built in and you don't have to buy it. With the Niners, right now, if you're a Niners backer, getting them three and a half at minus 117, it's cheaper than you probably would get it if you had to buy it off and get to, you know, minus 120 or minus 125. So that's where the spread's at right now. The money line for the Rams, minus 177. Niners on the comeback, plus 155. And the total, 46 and a half, minus 112. The under is minus 109. And here's some numbers for you when it comes to where the money is right now. Rams money line has 78% of the money, 57% of the bets. The Rams spread has 69% of the money and 65% of the bets. And the over really split 49% of the money on that over 46 and a half and 59% of the bets. So it's kind of like a very, a very similar situation with uh, the, the Chiefs game with bet-wise, but not with the overall money because you just have just a little less than half the money on the over. You have almost all the money on the over for the Chiefs game, uh, but you still have a, a, you know, a good majority of the bets on the over here uh, with the 49ers and Rams at 46 and a half. Let's take a look at the money, uh, the futures for the Super Bowl. And I'm going to give you the pre-playoff odds, pre-week ones odds, and their longest odds. So right now, you got the Chiefs as the favorite at Bent Rivers, plus 125. Before the playoffs, they were 425, plus 425 were Kansas City. And then their longest odds back in week nine, remember they were struggling in the middle of the season, you know, not Mahomes wasn't playing well, Hill wasn't getting the job done, they had some injuries, Andy Reid, of course, riding the ship, he's one of the best coaches ever, they were 13-1 to in week nine. Rams, they're the second favorite. They're plus 210 right now at Bet Rivers. Before the playoffs started, they were 10 to 1, rather than a four seed. And their longest odds were 20 to 1 in the offseason. The 49ers, currently four and a half to one right now. $100 wins you $450. Uh, before the playoffs started, they were one of the longest shots. They were 25 to 1. We discussed this uh, last week, and I said, listen, I think Green Bay is going to win. If they don't know, and you are a Niners you know, fan or a Niners backer, Take the Niners on the futures bet right now because that's going to get cut in a fifth, if not more. And it did. They were 25 to 1 before the playoffs. Then they obviously were, you know, around 14 or so to 1. And then they went way down there to 4.5 to 1 now to the meet Green Bay. I don't think they were going to do it. But once they did, they would definitely have a chance to win it all because all four of these teams have a chance to win the Super Bowl right now. And by the way, week 10, their longest odds, they were 100 to 1. When it looked like they might not make the playoffs. That was back in week 10 for the Niners. How about the Bengals? The Bengals right now, they're the longest shot, 8-1 to one right now. Uh, before the playoffs started, they were 18-1. to one. And in week one, their longest odds of the season, they were 150-1. to one. Imagine if you took the Bengals week one, 150-1, to one, and you've got a chance to get to the Super Bowl to have one of your great hedges of all time. Because if the Bengals beat the Chiefs, 
whether it's the Rams or the Niners, they won't be a huge favorite. I mean, it's not going to be like 7 to 10 points. It'll probably be around 3 to 5 or something like that. If you are able to, you know, to get that matchup, you can hedge the crap out of that, which is what we try to do with Michigan in the National Championship game, which they didn't get to. Uh, I would love to know if some of you out there have any tickets on the Bengals at 151. I know I have some friends took the Bengals at 40 to 1 and 30 to 1 earlier in the season, but never at 150 to 1. Uh, that's crazy. You can uh, follow me on Twitter as always at DanLeachine71. Would love to have you check in with me and let me know if you know anybody or yourself that has the Bengals at 151, which they were in week number one. And here's just your implied current Super Bowl odds based on the percent of the, you know the remaining money and the percent of the remaining bets. You got 52% of the bets are rating money on the Chiefs and 56% of the remaining bets on them to win the Super Bowl. As I mentioned, they're plus 125. Also, the Rams have 37% of the remaining money on them, 30% of the remaining bets. 49ers, 6% of the remaining money on them, 6.7% of the remaining bets. And the Bengals, just 5% of the remaining money on them to win the Super Bowl and 7.3% of the remaining bets based on all the different futures odds that we've got going on right now. Just a quick recap here for you on the divisional round. The most wagered games on by total money. Uh, we'll start with uh, you know, the fourth you know, most wagered game on was the Bengals and Titans, 21% of the overall money. Rams, Bucks was three at 23%. Chiefs, Bills was number two at 26%. And the Niners, Packers had the, the most money bet on in the divisional round. 30% of divisional round money was bet on the 49ers and Packers, a little night action Saturday night at Lambeau Field. The most popular game uh, by total tickets in the divisional round, number four was Bengals-Titans at 22%. Rams-Bucks was number three at 25%. The Chief, uh, Niners-Packers uh, was number two at 26%. And number one, no surprise here, especially the last game of the weekend, people trying to get their money back and also turned out to be one of the greatest games in the history of the playoffs. Chiefs-Bills, the most popular game by total tickets. They had 27% of all the total tickets in the division round. All right, that is your trip to the Motown betting window. Brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Coming right up, Lions. We know they got a coach right now, signed for the next five or so years, if he, you know, survives that whole time period. But there is a coach out there that I wonder if some Lions fans feel like maybe they're going to miss out on. But the good news is, is that he just decided to walk away from his team and is probably not going to coach for at least a year. So that actually could work out for the Lions if Dan Campbell ends up not being the guy and you tell that next season if things go backwards. Let's say the Lions, instead of winning three games at a tie, win two games or one game, Dan Campbell would probably be out. So we'll see how that goes. We'll get into that coming right up, including my Australian Open uh, play of the day before we get out of here on the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. So, listen, it's no secret, you know, that Dan Campbell had his ups and downs in his first season, and I talked about him all season long. 
We did our, you know, Dan Campbell approval poll, which ended almost at 90% after how the team fought so hard throughout the season. There is no way to know this early after this one year with a lack of weapons, a lack of depth, Jared Goff taking over for Matthew Stafford, Okuda out for the season, all the different injuries, Hawkinson, Swift, etc., 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 to know if Dan Campbell's the right guy. What I've said to you all season long is this. It's the opposite of Matt Patricia. Those guys didn't play hard for Patricia. They love playing hard for Dan Campbell. He's connected to the team. It's one of those things where if he ends up being the kind of guy that is a good coach, that knows the X's and O's, that knows how to delegate, that knows how to make you know game management and clock management decisions, unlike some previous Lions coaches and many coaches around the league, if he can continue to coach up these guys which this past season was pretty incredible because there was such a lack of talent. And, and, you know, whether it was Charles Harris, whether it was, you know, guys like Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm not saying he's their position coach, but he's the one delegating. And that's the most important thing an NFL head coach could do. They're really just kind of the macro manager that puts the pieces in charge that makes the biggest calls, like going for it on fourth down seemingly every time or, you know, kicking a fake, faking a field goal, uh, kicking it on sides. The big, when to call timeouts, the big decisions at big moments. And I think that Dan Campbell had made a lot of mistakes throughout the year, but also made some great calls. The way he took over the play calling later in the year for Anthony Lynn, and obviously getting rid of Anthony Lynn after that. And then, you know, the way he called the game against Green Bay, the way he called some of those games late in the season, I was impressed with that. And obviously, you know, we're going to see much more in coming up in year number two, and we'll know a lot more if Dan Campbell can be the right guy. But now, Sean Payton has walked away from the New Orleans Saints, this was kind of a rumor going around yesterday, and it started swirling, getting bigger and bigger. And he went and talked to Gail Benson, the owner uh, of the Saints, and has walked away after being there since 2006. And this is what Sean Payton has said uh, about you know 30 minutes ago or so when we're taping here on a Tuesday afternoon. He says his heart is not with his co- with coaching right now, but it definitely could be in the future. He says he doesn't like the word quote retirement. Now, I think Sean Payton would be a perfect coach for the Detroit Lions. I don't think Goff's going to be the quarterback, so they're going to draft one. Maybe they find a young quarterback with free agency or a trade, like they were able to get Goff in the first place by moving on from Stafford. We'll see about that going forward. But remember, Brad Holmes, not his coach, Dan Campbell. Campbell was hired first, given that six-year deal. Then they bring in Brad Holmes. We know how that kind of worked out with Bob Quinn. Jim Caldwell, not his coach. Was he forced to keep him? Either way, he did for a couple years. Caldwell almost went to the playoffs three times in four years, but then he moved out from him, brought in his buddy from New England, Matt Patricia, and all went to hell, and then Bob Quinn lost his job as well. Dan Campbell, I hope he's the right guy. You want him to be the right guy. You don't want the Lions to have to fire him and find another coach, but if things go backwards in 2022, Sean Payton looks like he's going to sit out at least this upcoming season would you make the overture to Sean Payton? This is still a guy that I think is going to want to coach for a while. He's 58 years old. He's not, you know, not like an old guy. Uh, it's not like you're, you know, thinking about someone like Jim Caldwell is getting up there in age and is being interviewed for some of these jobs. The former Lions head coach, Sean Payton, could be a perfect scenario for the Detroit Lions if Dan Campbell is not the right guy. Now, I hope Dan Campbell is. Like I said, I wanted to work out, but Dan Campbell's completely unproven. He had one interim year as Miami's coach, one full NFL head coaching season with the Lions. Otherwise, that's it. Sean Payton has been a head coach for a long time. And you go back to when he was the quarterback's coach with the Eagles and the Giants and then the O coordinator in New York with the Giants as well. Then the assistant head coach in Dallas and the quarterback's coach, of course, has won a Super Bowl and was the coach of the year and has been in the playoffs multiple times. 
Uh, you know, he's won nine games in the playoffs. This is a guy that in his career has shown you that he knows how to be one of the better coaches in football. He's incredibly creative. He had that gutsy call to kick it outside of the Super Bowl uh, years ago. I just, I wanted to throw it out there. I don't think it's a great possibility, but if Dan Campbell doesn't work out, the fact that Sean Payton is out there, the Lions would be crazy not to make major overtures to him. And what a boon that could be for a young Lions team in a rebuild if Campbell is, you know, looked at as obviously not being the guy as a terrible 2022, loses his job, and the Lions can look at a guy like Sean Payton. So interesting news. It kind of came a little bit out of left field. There were some rumors swirling around. But most thought that Sean Payton was probably going to, you know, stay with New Orleans for a little while longer. Instead, he's not. And obviously, there's going to be a lot of other jobs for Sean Payton out there as well. That, you know, along with the Lions, if they ended up having an opening, if Dan Campbell didn't work out. So, you know, you'd have to make a, a pretty good pitch uh, to bring a guy like Sean Payton to Detroit after all the issues the Lions have had for decades. So, we'll keep an eye on that. And just a, a, an interesting thought that Sean Payton could be the right guy if Dan Campbell doesn't work out for the Detroit Lions in 2022. Want to take a look at my Australian Open play of the day. I've been telling you that I had futures bets on Stefano Stitsipas, the Grecian urn. Love the great Greek uh, who's playing Yannick Sinner, the young Italian, the number uh, 11th ranked Italian. And I look at this match, not just because I have uh, futures bets on Stitsipas, but the way he's been able to navigate through this tournament, I mean, Sinner has played well as, at the same time, but I just think that the way that Sitsipas has been serving, the way he's not been, un- you know, getting, you know, an incredible amount of unforced errors, I think bodes very well for him in this matchup where Sinner doesn't make a lot of mistakes either. I think it's probably going to be an epic five-setter type situation, but I like Sitsipas plus the 120 in the uh, quarterfinal at the Aussie Open. That'll be later tonight on Tuesday at 11 p.m. So there is my Aussie Open play of the day. And if Cincy Pass wins, I got him at 16 to 1. He'll probably go down to 7 or 8 to 1 at best. Uh, so that's a, a a feather in my cap if he gets the job done today. But I'm not giving you this play because I got the futures bets on him. That's the best play out there. I looked at Augur Alasame, uh, you know, the great Canadian against Medvedev. Yeah, he's getting five plus 510. Uh, Medvedev is just playing way too good of tennis right now. Uh, you know, I, I gave you Berrettini last night. Uh, and you look at what he's going to be able to do against the Dow. Uh, we'll talk more about that, um, co- you know, coming up in the next couple of days. But I just don't think he's got enough. He's only getting plus 160. And then on the women's side, I did tell you I like Daniel Collins. I gave that play out yesterday against Alizé Cornet. Uh, Iga Swiatek is, is too big of a favorite at minus 400. And then now we got Ashley Barty, the number one seed uh, in Australia's Great Hope, against Madison Keys, who made mincemeat of Krekovic yesterday. Uh, Ashley Barty minus 455, Keys plus 360. That actually could be a small value play as well. I'm actually going to throw a half unit play on Madison Keys plus 360. The, the problem for Barty is she has not played anyone in this tournament yet that hits as hard as Madison Keys. So that's something to watch out with as well. That's going to do it for us today here on the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast. So much more coming up throughout the week. We're going to dive even further into the AFC and NFC title games and keep track of all the line movements and a ton of prop bets for you as well before I head off to Vegas for championship weekend on Saturday. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, sending love to one and all. Out!
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.